again, I don't have any notes in front of me because I'm running from one thing to another, but I'm going to call to order the meeting for the Human Rights Commission for the City of Iowa City on uh, August 24th, 2021. Um, I'm going to start with roll call of commissioners based on last name. If you're here, say here. If not, there will be silence. So Adele Adams, Jessica Andino, I'm here. Siri? Yes. And then how do you pronounce your last name? Brune. Brune. So Siri yes. Brune. I'm here. Uh, Jason Glass? Here. Ashley Lindley? Mark Priest? Roger Lusala? I'm here. Bijou Maliavo? And then Tony? I'm so sorry, Tony. Every single time. Simitophonist here. Simitophonist. Thank you. Every single time. Um, I'm going to start by opening up the agenda which Stephanie, I don't know what, since we have Zoom, if we're allowed to also project the agenda or not for others in the um, audience. If not, that's okay if it's a technology thing. Yeah, I have that's handouts okay. of the agenda it, just because I, I don't want to disturb it. That's totally fine. And at 5.32, we are welcoming Mark Priest. Mark, you just passed by your chair right there. So oh, perfect. We just did roll call. Um, do we not have approval of minutes on this one, Steph? Oh, there it is. Discussion and reading of land acknowledgements is down there. Okay. Um, item number two on our agenda reads as reading a discussion of land acknowledgement. Today we have Commissioner Rivera here who has also worked on the land acknowledgement item number two on our agenda. It is a reworking of our last approved minutes. Is that correct, Commissioner Rivera? It should be correct and I should read it as such. Okay, just wanna make sure. Um, we meet today in the community of Iowa City, which now occupies the homelands of Native American nations whom we owe our commitment and dedication. The area of Iowa City was within the homelands of Iowa, Meskwaki, and Sauk. And because history is complex and time goes far beyond memory, we also acknowledge the ancient connections of those other indigenous peoples here. The history of broken treaties and forced removal that dispossessed indigenous peoples of their homelands was and is an act of colonization and genocide that we cannot erase. We implore the Iowa City community to commit to understanding and addressing these injustices as we work towards equity, restor restoration, and reparations. And that will be read at each of our Human Rights Commission meetings. Uh, number three on our agenda states that we're gonna do some introductions since we do have a new commissioner on board. Um, I'm going to start by going around the table, if that's all right with you, Mark, put me on the spot. Uh, you can say a little bit about yourself, how you pronounce your name, and anything else you wish to share. Uh, my name is Mark Priest. It's a German name. It means priest of salt, just a little bit. Um, I'm a retired Lutheran pastor. I uh, served here in Iowa City for 10 years. I'm married to Leslie, um, and we're happy. Thanks, sir. Uh, my name is Roger Lusala. I am uh, originated an immigrant from the Democratic Republic of Congo. I've been living in Iowa City for the last 22 years. I uh, run an organization here in town called MYEP, Mayor's Youth Empowerment Program. Uh, I am involved with the community. I uh, coach soccer. I have been coaching soccer for 16 years with the Rec League here in town, and uh, um, that's it. This is my second year with the commission. Oh, 
Um, I am Siri Brune. Um, thank you for welcoming me to the commission. Um, I am a science teacher at City High School. It's my third year there, um, but my first year fully in the building all year. So it kind of feels like my first year, um, but I get to work with a wonderful variety of students and I am here to try to best represent them. So um, that is my goal. I'm, I'm originally from Missouri, Columbia, Missouri, um, but I intended to go back and loved Iowa City enough that <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> so it happens. Yeah. <laughs> that's about it for me. Happened to the best of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tony Simantopanith. Uh, I work at Keystone Property Management Company, but I'm also the director of Iowa City Pride, um, among other things. If it's gay in Iowa City, I am probably involved with it. Um, and I just, yeah, that's all I do. I play, so play a lot of softball. You're hearing a lot about softball for me. So that's about it. Uh, I'm Jason Glass. Uh, I was a 20-year HR professional in the area and now the last couple of years teach at the Tippy School of Business at the University of Iowa. So I teach undergrads and MBAs about human resources and leadership and management and entrepreneurial um, topics. Uh, I am also a 27-year member of the Iowa National Guard where I'm in the Army Band, so I get to play music for my Army job, which is pretty cool. Uh, and I'm a past uh, state human rights board member and have been pretty active in uh, diversity and other initiatives, both in Cedar Rapids and Iowa City here through multiple of those positions I mentioned. So, And I'm Jessica Andino. I serve as chair this year, and this is my third and final year on the commission. Um, I wear many hats in which uh, I'm currently a PhD student in public health with a focus on affordable housing. My husband and I own a roofing company in Iowa City. We have a couple of rental properties that I highly focus on having low income tenants as an opportunity for them. Um, I used to coach soccer. Roger knows that well. I have three children that live with me and I'm currently pregnant as well. If that, you're not Facebook brothers me, now you know. Um, <laughs> and I welcome you Siri to our commission. So thank, thank you. you for joining us. Um, we're going to move along to item number four, which is approval of the 27th minutes from July. So if you want to look in the packet, that's located on page, I believe, four is where it starts. Is there any discussion regarding the minutes of July 27th? Any errors, omissions, or changes that need to be made? I thought it looked really well done. Good job, Stephanie. Any motion? Move to approve the minutes. I second it. Okay. Um, all in favor of approving the July 27th minutes as within our packet, say aye. 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 Any opposed? Any abstain? Motion passes. We are now six to zero. Um, we move along to item number five, which is public comment. And we also have potentially public commenters on Zoom, but these are for items that are not on the agenda. I would like to note specifically that the ARP and the excluded workers fund is item number seven on our agenda. So you've got items that are pertaining to that. Please wait till that time. Um, you would be limited to five minutes during this public comment area in which commissioners shall not engage in discussion with anyone at that time. Do we have anybody here from the public that is wishing to comment on items that are not on the agenda? I hope people on Zoom can hear. Okay, okay, you can, good, head nod, okay. All right, so we will move along to item number six on our agenda, which Jason has 
joined us. I assume he's HRC panelist on there. Is that correct? Correct. But okay. before they get started, I just I have the door to the restrooms. If oh, anybody needs you, to sorry. use the restroom, you um, exit out of this door and there's um, a door that's open. If for some reason somebody comes along and shuts it, which they may, <laughs> if you could just let me know and I'll just go and let you in. So I just wanted to say that. Sorry, Stephanie, I should have remembered that. Um, but we do have Jason here. He's going to be talking to us today um, about the Iowa City Comprehensive Recreation Facilities and Program Master Plan. So he's unmuted. Hi, folks. Perfect. Hi, Jason. Uh, hi, thank you so much for uh, welcoming me and allowing me to visit your meetings this evening. I promise I won't take very long at all. I, I know you have a very lengthy agenda. Uh, thank you for the great work that you do for your community. Uh, you're recognized leaders and, and actually that's one of the reasons why I'm coming to you this evening. If you haven't heard about the recreation uh, facilities master plan, it's okay. That's a good thing. And the reason it's a good thing is that we really haven't kicked it off yet. And in fact, uh, Danielle and I are coming to you this evening uh, in a way to gain your input. Uh, as far as generally speaking, what do you believe to be successful ways, uh, important groups, important processes of how you engage your community? You know, Danielle and I both work for Barry Dunn, which is a firm that was, that's really privileged to be serving Iowa City to help with their future planning efforts. We have plenty of ideas on how to engage communities all over the United States, but we find it most important to talk to local leaders before we go on through that process to really gain a keen understanding as to what works in your community. So that's what we want to do this evening is just spend a few minutes uh, listening to you as far as ideas that you think, when you, when you think about engaging the community to gain their input, and in this case, it's about future, uh, future park and recreation facility and program services, what are some important things that come to your mind to make sure that we're doing our very best job to engage and listen uh, to with, with the community. Stephanie, by the way, to give her some kudos has been fantastic. We've already had a number of conversations and, and, and she allowed me to come in this evening to spend a few minutes with you. I've also, we've also had discussions with the steering team uh, as far as the uh, planning process goes. We've talked to Marsha uh, in the neighborhoods, um, uh, focusing on neighborhoods out of community development. We've spoken with uh, Daisy out of the police department and a number of other folks around the city as far as city staff. And, and pretty soon we're about to go further to engage the larger community. Uh, so what we'd like to do is again, listen tonight about ideas you have when you think about what's important to do in Iowa City when we engage folks, um, what should we really be doing? And one more thing, if you wouldn't mind, Danielle Wilson is with me this evening. She's the project manager uh, for, for this master plan. And Danielle, did I miss anything? Uh, you know what, Jason, thanks for that. I, again, we don't want to take a ton of your time, but I will just say that we are so excited to be a part of this project because it is so focused on equity and inclusion. And so we, we're we excited to see where the, the plan takes us. We want to engage as many different groups within your community as possible to hear their input. And specifically, we will gain input on the recreation facilities, pools, and then the athletic 
fields that are outdoors. So those are the main areas that this particular plan is focused on. I forgot one key one, the programs, the recreation programs, like special events and, and classes and things. So thank you so much, Jason. We are, I, I believe, going to pass the mic over to the you for some, some of your thoughts as you hear us talk. So Jason, thanks. Yeah, thanks, Danielle. And by the way, I was taking notes when you guys were introducing yourselves. I heard music. I heard two soccer coaches. I heard softball players, partnerships with schools, uh, par partners in general, as well as connection to the community. So it seems to me you guys have a ton of experience related to parks and recreation. So thank you. We really are interested in hearing from you this evening, and we'll be just taking notes with your input. Thank you. So, oh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll start with just a question. Uh, so are you looking for input on like how to engage the community and those kind of things or specific recommendations for, for facilities or uh, programs? Great question. Thank you for the opportunity to clarify. We're actually in the preliminary phase and we thought it to be important to come to the Human Rights Commission of, of, of all boards to just simply get how to go about successful engagement in Iowa City. Um, we will we'll come back to you later with every opportunity to give specific recommendations about recreation, but we really want to hear from you about what what is success uh, successful processes of just general engagement of the community. One of the things I'm interested in is um, we've got a, a green initiative in Iowa City uh, by our leadership. And I noticed that when Parks and Rec tried to embrace that all the more with prairie plantings, a lot of community members said, wait a minute, that's where we play soccer, or wait a minute, that's where we play ball. And so they had to reduce that. And I, I'd like you to be attentive to the green initiative um, that's uh, coming in the city as well. That's excellent input, I, I appreciate that, thank you. And like I said, folks, just keep, keep, keep feeling free to rattle off ideas about engagement or if there's blind spots of areas that may be sometimes neglected accidentally or whatever, or um, if, it's, if it's surveys compared to in-person type of thing or key gathering areas, all those sort of things. But, but I think the relationship with the Green Initiative, as far as potentially conflict, maybe conflicting or opportunistic goals between different groups is something we need to be aware of. Thank you. I know it'll work. Uh, one of the area that I think it's great when you're talking about engaging the community, especially if you're talking about park and rec, you got to have to look into all those organizations that we have in town that provides those services. You know, we have the Iowa soccer clubs that have been in, in city for many, many years. I think every kid that plays in high school or have been recruited in college started with the Iowa City Kickers Club. Mm -hmm. And so they have a board that's, you know, engaging with their board will be a way to collect a lot of information. We have the Iowa City softball, we have Iowa City baseball, we have every sport, we have a board that representing them and training coaches and dealing with the parents. So that'll be a focus where to go uh, when it comes to athletic. But engaging the other public in town, uh, I, I will direct you to our nonprofit. We have such a vast, knowledgeable nonprofit base in Iowa City that are dealing with every sectors. You know, I'm in the disability services. 
you know, we do use special services, special program in the city of Iowa City, but also we have the disability provider organization that meets on a monthly basis to share ideas. That'll be a way for you to engage the community on dealing with people with wheelchair disability and things like that that use our services. Then you can go talk to the homeless organization, you know, dealing with homeless, homeless people and also the youth services. We have the neighborhood centers. Iowa City doesn't lack any of those nonprofits that are providing great services. And I think all those people need to be included when we're talking about the future of uh, park and rec, especially uh, that can be inclusive and inviting to everybody. And we also have uh, a, a bigger uh, immigrant population. You know, we have the, the Sudanese Association, we have the Congolese Partnership Group. So all those organizations, we have the Latino Association, you know, so all those groups that can be included in the discussion of how we can better serve the community, not just the people who are donating the money, but let's talk to the people who are gonna be using the services. So Iowa City is invested in a lot of nonprofit that list is here with the city of Iowa City. All the board are involved with the city of Iowa City. I know many of them get grants here. So there's always where to find information and how to connect with all those people. That's fantastic. Thank you. I'll just add on to a couple of things too. You mentioned like the, the, the Sudanese community too. And I know just from, we, we have a, an annual grant process that we go through from the Human Rights Commission. So, and several of our grants have, have included athlete, youth sports and athletics. So when I think about the Sudanese one in particular, that was, that's, that's been the last couple of years that they've requested funds for that. So I know they're very active with their, their own recreation activities within themselves. And I'm sure they're using some city facilities and fields for that too. So that'd be a good one. And then the South District Neighborhood Association, yes. obviously is a very active, neighborhood association for a geographic space within within the community so and that uh, so that'd be another one to reach out to me personally i think you know since the city is talking about developing the south district area that will be an area to really invest in some uh, park and recreational area to really push people to go toward it by bringing rec centers and fields on the south district that would involve bringing in some economic development, bringing in businesses over there to employ people. So since that's the area that the city is looking next at investing and developing, if we're talking park and rec, how can we use all that information to really start a conversation about bringing up that area? Great idea. I mean, it's just bringing people from other parts of the community that may not yes. go, to, you know, go to South District. So yeah, that's those are the kind of things that, that bring people together and- and South District right now has some land to develop. How about we put uh, <laughs> some money on that area and put some parks out there. I know we have the soccer field right now in the South District. You know, if you go over Sycamore, but there is no business around the soccer park for people to even <laughs> go get coffee or go, go shop. We're bringing in 1900 kids every weekend in the soccer field, but besides the, vending that happening in a soccer field, there is nothing else around it. So we're all having to go back to the east side or go back to the north side for shopping when we can really target those areas and bring some economic development in that area. So that's just things to think about as we're thinking about the whole city. And speaking of land, such as we also have our land acknowledgement, including indigenous peoples and the communities that are served 
should should really be a focus. Uh, Kevo, or Commissioner Rivera also suggested the Great Plains Action Society as another network to tap into as well to make sure we're respectful of land usage. Um, I would also say you're going to have a struggle of getting some public input because every individual in the public is different, right? You're going to have to collect some surveys, which are quantitative, check the box, and then you're going to want to do some qualitative of actually going out and reaching the people, asking them the questions that don't check a box. You're going to have a lengthy summary of what people think should or should not be happening. Um, but don't limit it to just going to the parks and recs that we have now. It's the, it, we're really wanting to see who's not using them and what barriers can we break down to actually get them there. Um, so that's a good point. Good news is, is that Iowa City is a pretty engaged and active community. So I think you'll be, you'll, you know, once you start engaging people, you'll, you'll find there's no shortage of opinions and, and input that you'll get. So, right. but some voices are louder than others, right? Yes. And make sure that all voices are concerned. Are they concerned. are always loud voices, you know, and sometimes I call it like it is. I say, those are the money voices. If they have the money, they, they, they loud and they, 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 they say the idea, how do we get input from those people who are now represented? And those are the youth that are now represented in, in a marginalized area of town. How do we get the people who are working minimum wage involved in also utilizing their parking rec? How do we get transportation in that area? Because that's one of the areas that we're dealing with. I don't know if there's any bus that goes to the soccer field. So if you don't have a car, I don't think you can get out there. I know in the past when we have some... Uh, uh, organized teams with scholarship player, we had to get parents, you know, some people to volunteer to pick them up at the school because there's really no bus that goes out there. There's really no, now we got a bus, a, a, a bike trail that can go to the soccer field, but we, before we didn't have that. So those are all things that we need to really think about. Roger, we see that same thing with, with club sports as well. Use that same facility that there's no yep. there's there's no public transportation out there or not on Saturdays when yep. they have the game so they might be able to get to the practices but if nobody's picking them up because mom dad or whoever they live with is working because those are typically lower income households that are on scholarship it, the transportation is a really big barrier so that's why involving the community talking to those group that are in town talking the to the immigrant organization talking to the South District talking to the nonprofit organization and, and talking to all those people, uh, organizations that are serving the homeless. So. I think to that effect, um, it could also be interesting to uh, use this as an opportunity to engage a series of classrooms, um, especially like if you were to go to a number of public school civics classrooms and use this as an opportunity to invite public comment. I find that a lot of my students have no recognition that public comment is an opportunity that exists for them. And if you could find a class that is included in general education so that every student at the school, no matter what other elective classes they may opt into, they are going to be in this class. I think you could get, you could both provide an opportunity and demonstrate and model public comment as something that everyone is entitled to. And also um, get, if we're trying to build something that, um, and, and solicit input from people who are going to use it, I think we should be going to young people. 
and and also letting their public education educate them how to design the city they want to they're going to live in so it could be interesting to, to talk to some teachers and i would be very happy to to help with that <laughs> wait, wait let me make sure you get that name because i heard siri <laughs> brune i will spell it <laughs> yeah what is it go ahead um it's s-i-r-i B-R-U-H-N, just like the iPhone. And I work at City High School. I would be happy to set you up with some civics teachers. Thank you very much. And, and folks, this is outstanding feedback and I've just been typing away and uh, I just wanna be fair to your overall agenda. Um, you know, um, Stephanie does have my email and if there's more ideas, uh, we wanna hear them. And again, uh, we wanted to make sure we were listening to you before we come to your community and say, this is what we plan on doing. So thank you so much for your time. I'll just pause again in case there's any additional input, but I want to make sure you know that you can continue to provide input uh, to us. And you'll also have the opportunity to actually give recommend, because it sounds like everyone uh, is, in, is involved in, in some way, shape or form in parks and recreation, which is fantastic. You have the opportunity to provide that input for the future too. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Did anyone from the public have anything to say on this item before we go on? Okay. All right. Well, Jason, Daniel, thank you so much for uh, hopping on this Zoom call with us. You're more than welcome to stay the rest of the time, but I also know you guys probably have very busy schedules, so we'll make it work. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Thank you. So directing attention back to our agenda. That was number six. We're moving on to number seven, which is American Rescue Plan and Excluded Workers Fund discussion. I believe we have some speakers here from the public that would like to speak on this agenda item. I'm gonna open it up to them commissioners first, and then we can engage with them amongst ourselves, however we see fit. We have that first. No, no, I'm trying to pull up the agenda. Oh, you got it. <laughs> Did I end it on Zoom and not realize it? I don't know. You, you minimize you that. You go to the Zoom app. Zoom will be a different window. One next to it. There you go. Hey. There you go. We're good. Okay. People enter in as HRC panelists without a name. Um, so you would have to unmute them if that is an individual that's on there that would wish to speak. Nope. nope. Okay. Here we go. Somebody. Sorry, I just thought I'd listen in for a little while. So. Yes, more than welcome. <laughs> Kathy also has her hand raised. We have Manny as well. Does look like they're currently muted. If they do, they're panelists, so they sh should be able to unmute. So, Manny and Kathy, you should have the capability to unmute yourselves when okay. you would like to. Hey, Manny, perfect. Okay. Bubba, I'm kind of letting you do what you got to do right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Manny. Galvez, I, I know Manny personally too. So Manny, you're first up, sir. Okay, thank you. Um, 
Well, uh, first, uh, I want to say thank you for uh, giving us the opportunity to express um, our demand and why it's important to talk about this. And I'm here, at, before I start, to, to support the excluded worker, um, excluded worker fund in the city. And I want to tell you something like it's very important that you are addressing this, um, this matter in our city. And it's important that um, to say, like, uh, we need to take action just right away because my understanding is like uh, the city has this like a uh, funds to support uh, essential workers in the city uh, and I think that we need to acknowledge that many many people in our city in our county uh, cannot wait and I think like uh, we need to do as much we can to guarantee like uh, all these families these essential workers like uh, they were in, in the front line for all the pandemic they received some support and as I said before, I believe that uh, to support all these families, all these workers, is, is a, a real strong message like we can send to the state and to the country. And I want to repeat again and again, we cannot start, we cannot start a new, a new, I would say like a, a new era, a new foundation of this country if we forget all these people. We cannot talk about solidarity. We cannot talk about like we are a nation. If we forget all these workers that they were working um, so hard. Maybe you and I, we have privilege to be at home, but thousands of people, they didn't have a privilege. So I think like a, I would like to request in every and, and all the levels that is possible that legally, and I can understand all these levels like a, this commission can have and to openly support this initiative, to support all these workers. And I, I, will, I, I hope you can openly support this in all the levels like you can, um, in the administration, legally, and so and push the city that we cannot wait, the families that cannot wait, the workers that cannot wait, because they need the help and the money is over there for them. And I think, again, is the minimum thing like we can do for them. And I know personally many of these families that they didn't receive at all because for whatever reason, maybe because they don't have a social security number, because maybe they have a, a special situation, they didn't receive anything. And I think it's a, a justice issue in our city that we can address. And by the way, we need to understand that all this situation is also a human right issue. It's a crisis over there with many of these families. So hopefully this commission, they can say openly that they can support again, just know maybe uh, in all these levels, uh, if it's legally in some way, like um, maybe a letter or something, but the people, they need to know that we are doing something for them. Thank you. Thank you, Manny. Thanks, Manny. Um, good evening, commissioners. My name is Kathy Leeson. And I'm a pediatrician here at the um, Stead Family Children's Hospital. Um, I wanted to thank you for allowing us to be here today and, and even just listening to your comments about Park and Rec and hearing your opinions about equity. Um, Commissioner Brune, you talked about going to the place where people can easily speak their minds. You talk about going to the classroom to solicit information from the teenagers. We want to reach out to solicit information and the concerns from the community from the immigrants. Commissioner Lusala, you talked about the loud voices in town who have money often have a say. 
here we have a lot of people without money who don't have a say. Um, Commissioner Andino, you talked about breaking down barriers to look for who is not represented in our policies, in our guidance on how we built a city. And this is how we can do this. And also, Dr. Um, um, Commissioner Andino, you talked about transportation barriers, not getting access to the soccer park and things like that. Immigrant workers also face transportation barriers. All of these are very clear examples of policies that fundamentally are not addressing um, all people that reside within Johnson County. And as per our most recent update with the Excluded Workers Fund, it's unfortunate that we do encounter the Board of Supervisors from the Johnson County, the City Council, all laying out a very clear timeline based on how office work works, based on how government works, except this fails to recognize the needs, the discrepant needs that our immigrant workers face. We need to place a foundation of equity for all residents. I hope that you all agree with that. And if that is our mission, then we need to be able to offer assistance, more assistance to those who need more help and less assistance to those who don't need as much. And so when we brought that up, and we were faced with the notion that the General Assistance Fund is accessible, is equitable, is sufficient for our immigrant workers. One doesn't have to look very far to know that a voucher of $35 doesn't get you very anywhere. $800 for any family greater than four people, and maybe at the most you get three of those allocations of funds does not compare to anything that summatively are the our stimulus checks, our child tax benefits, hazard pay for those who did receive some, all of those, and unemployment insurance, those things are not equitable. And I think we need to look at how our community builds our policies to support everyone in the community. It was very, um, heartfelt to hear all of you speak to that and to speak to finding what the barriers are and breaking those down. And here we're trying to break them down. And so we protest that there is a human rights violation by sticking with a timeline that doesn't meet the needs of the people. And we have information from our immigrant workers to support that. And finally, as a pediatrician, I focus on the health and the wealth and the mind growth of all of our pediatric patients, the future. Whenever our children experience insecurity in food, in housing, they cannot think about school. They cannot think about recreation. When they're unsafe and insecure with the poverty situation that is very near and dear to them probably, how do we anticipate that they will succeed? We're teachers here. We're community leaders here. We seek and implore your commitment to dedicate time and effort to support the children and the families in our community who are truly suffering. They're invisible because they do everything for us. They're behind the scenes. They don't come out 
to play at the soccer league because their parents are working. We don't see them in the community. So how do we speak for them by changing our policies? Can we do that? And that's where we're imploring for your guidance and your support. Thank you, Kathy. move that chair too if you want to set you don't have hi to um thanks for having us my name is emily sinwell i believe there's who in the room speaks spanish on the commission yeah and thank you for being here uh, so um, i'm going to be providing uh language access for ninoska and some other folks that are here to talk about their experience buenas tardes mi nombre es ninoska campos Yo soy la persona que presentó la queja ante los derechos humanos en contra del supervisor eh, Sullivan. Uh, good afternoon. My name is Ninoska Campos. I am the person that presented the, uh, the complaint against the county supervisor, Rod Sullivan. Porque creo que es inaudito de que una persona sin conocerlo a uno Como él lo hizo, que él no me conoce a mí, y yo lo conozco a él, él ha escrito una nota en Twitter hablando mal de mi persona sin conocerme. And Jessica, feel free to uh, correct anything I missed. I didn't catch that uh, first word, uh, but uh, what Ninoska is saying that um, um, she feels that it's unjust um, that someone would write something, Rod Sullivan, in Twitter uh, about someone that he doesn't know. Entonces aquí un poquito de mi historia, lo que es, no él, no lo que él escribió en Twitter. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story, um, not the one that Rod Sullivan wrote in Twitter. Vine al estado de Iowa desde Honduras en mayo del 2019 con mis dos hijos y mi esposo. I came to Iowa in May of 2019 with my husband and two kids. Mi esposo fue deportado por ICE en el en en el 2020 antes de la pandemia, quedando yo sola con mis dos hijos durante la pandemia. Uh, my husband was deported um, by ICE immigration uh, right before the pandemic started. I was left alone with my two kids. Tal vez el supervisor Sullivan, él no sabe tal vez lo crítico que fue para mí todo lo que es Todo lo que fue la travesía del coronavirus. Um, I don't think that Supervisor Rod Sullivan knew um, really what I went through uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic. Él escribió algo acerca de mi seguro. Eso a él no le interesa porque yo soy una trabajadora esencial excluida durante la pandemia. Um, he wrote something about my social security number. Jessica, will you help me out here? I didn't catch, correct me if I'm wrong, but okay. <laughs> I feel kind of under the light for some reason. Okay. Um, and that doesn't really have anything to do with um, the fact that I'm an excluded and essential worker. Porque don, durante la pandemia yo trabajaba en un restaurante en el downtown cuando la gobernadora mandó a cerrar los restaurantes, nosotros quedamos sin trabajo. Um, I was working in a restaurant downtown when the governor closed the restaurants um, and I was left without work. 
estuve sin trabajo dos meses, no tuve opción al, al desempleo. I was without work for two months. I didn't have the option to receive unemployment. Pero tenía dos hijos que tenía dos hijos que mantener. Tenía dos hijos que me pedían comida. Tenía mi bill de apartamento que pagar y sabía que nadie me iba a ayudar. I had two kids that I had to feed. Um, I knew that they would still need food. I also had uh, bills to pay for my apartment. Asimismo, no pude quedarme en la casa. Tuve que salir a pesar de no tener, a pesar de que sabía que me podía enfermar y enfermar a mis hijos, tuve que salir a buscar trabajo. I didn't have the um, option to stay at home, even though it was a really hard decision. Um, I had to go out during the pandemic and, and find work. Sabiendo que nosotros, los inmigrantes, la comunidad latina, no tenemos, si nos enfermamos, pues lastimosamente nosotros no tenemos un seguro médico. I'm just pointing out that a lot of immigrants, the Latino community, we don't have um, medical benefits if we get sick um, during the pandemic. Y así mismo salí a buscar trabajo, es que busqué trabajos momentáneos, pues la gente tenía miedo al COVID, limpié apartamentos, trabajé en un hotel en aquel tiempo de que tenía habitaciones solo para enfermos del COVID. Uh, nonetheless, I went out to look for, you know, temporary work or moments here and there, cleaning houses. Some people, um, because of the pandemic, were afraid that, um, to have people come in and clean. I also cleaned um, hotel rooms of COVID-19 sick patients. Por eso digo que nosotros, la, nosotros la comunidad latina, nosotros nos llevamos la peor parte del coronavirus. Uh, that's what I am saying, that the Latino immigrant community, um, we had the worst part of the pandemic. Por no tener ningún beneficio a nada. We didn't have any, um, any benefits, none. Luego de eso, me tocaba viajar desde mi apartamento a conseguir trabajo en McDonald's. Me hacía una hora caminando. Later, I did find work in McDonald's. Um, I walked an hour to get there to go to work. Por un sueldo de 10.20 la hora. Um, to, um, for a salary of $10.20 an hour. Luego alguien me regaló una bicicleta para poder viajar desde mi apartamento hasta McDonald's. I was given a bicycle, gifted a bicycle so I could ride to work, um, to my apartment to work McDonald's. Luego he tenido de que tener dos trabajos en Iowa City porque los salarios son muy bajos y con un trabajo no voy a sobrevivir, ni voy a pagar mis biles, ni mantener a mis hijos. To add on to that, I, I have to have two jobs in Iowa City just so I can make um, ends meet and maintain my kids. Ya que lastimosamente nuestro salario es mínimo, trabajamos por poco, pero la necesidad nos hace trabajar. It's unfortunate that our um, salary is very low, um, but we do it out of necessity. Um, Entonces yo pienso que no es justo, así como el supervisor Sullivan se puso a decir en Twitter. Um, I don't think it's just that supervisor Rob Sullivan um, put on Twitter. Que nos, discrim que nos discriminen de esa manera. Yo pido justicia para mí, para mis familias para las familias latinas, porque no es justo que nos discriminen por nuestras razas, por nuestros colores, solo porque nosotros seamos hispanos. Repite. Um, it's not fair that he discriminates against us because uh, we're Latina immigrants. 
porque no es justo que se nos discrimine por nuestra raza, por nuestro color. Or that he discriminates us because of the color of our skin or our race. Porque nosotros no venimos a este país a molestar, nosotros venimos a este país a trabajar. Uh, we don't come to this country to bother anyone, we come to work. Nosotros venimos a levantar la economía de Estados Unidos. Uh, we come to carry the economy of the United States. Porque si bien es cierto, la gente se hace de ojos ciegos, pero el trabajo más duro de este país que lo realiza somos nosotros los inmigrantes. Miss part of that, but something about, um, I think she said, you know, people are blind to who's doing the real work here in the, in the United States. Entonces, no es necesario darse cuenta que nosotros somos los que hacemos que funcione la economía de este país. En este caso, nosotros, todos nosotros, somos trabajadores esenciales del estado de Iowa, porque nosotros es aquí donde nosotros residimos. We are all, all of us here in this room are um, workers of the state of Iowa. We reside here. Así como se nos toma en cuenta para nuestros impuestos, así como se nos toma en cuenta para hacer el trabajo duro, porque donde yo trabajo, si ustedes van, solo somos gente hispana. Nosotros somos los que hacemos los peores trabajos. Trabajos que ustedes no saben, tal vez, lo que es ir a limpiar un servicio. Si yo les enseñara las imágenes a ustedes de lo que yo limpio, créanme que ustedes de que entran y miran, dicen, yo no le entro a esto. Um, we pay taxes. You wouldn't believe the kind of work that we do. If I showed you pictures of the, the things that we clean, you wouldn't even enter those rooms. Entonces no es justo que se nos discrimine solo porque somos latinos. Somos trabajadores excluidos de este estado. Somos trabajadores esenciales que aportamos que trabajo a este estado. It's not fair that you discriminate against us. We are excluded workers in the state of Iowa, and we are essential workers in Iowa. Entonces, mi queja ante los derechos humanos es porque nadie puede andar cuestionando a nadie sin conocerla. No pueden andar hablando de las personas sin saber lo que es, hace y ha sido de la vida de aquella persona. So my, my complaint for you today is that nobody should be questioning um, anyone without listening to them and getting to know them. Y si a veces las personas se callan es por miedo, por miedo a su estatus migratorio. Yo no tengo miedo. Yo le puedo tener miedo, pero aquel que está arriba que me dio la vida y ese se llama Dios. Um, some people kind of fall or, or leave behind because they're scared to come out because of their immigration status. I'm not scared. Um, I'm here. I have God here with me. I'm not scared. Bueno, y eso ha sido todo. Muchas gracias. That's all. Thank you so much. Pues yo quiero decir muchas gracias por tus comentarios. I want to say thank you for her comments. I do want to mention to commissioners that any open complaint that has been made either to the city or not to the city cannot be discussed by commissioners. Complaints and or public are more than welcome to comment. We are not allowed to make comments based on an open complaint due to potential privacy issues or um, prohibiting others in the future for coming to us for complaints. We need to be a welcome and an opening environment. Okay. Pues, muchas gracias por tus comentarios, obviamente, y es, es muy importante, pero tienes una queja, se dice queja contra el Estado y también que está abierto el caso. Entonces, todos nosotros aquí no podemos hacer los comentarios sobre el caso. 
Sobre los otros casos, sí, pero sobre el caso no podemos hablar porque está abierto todavía. Y no solo tu caso, son todos los casos que están hechos por el Departamento de los Derechos Humanos, solo por privacidad para la gente, ¿ok? Ok, solo por, para saber. No, por decir no es que ellos, no queremos, es ajá. que no podemos. Por decir, ellos están escuchando, pero no pueden yeah. responder. Pero ustedes pueden hablar como quieren y la gente y todo está bien, ¿ok? Um, hola, mi nombre es Ingrid Jacqueline Ochoa. Vivo aquí en la ciudad de Iowa City. Um, hi, my name is Ingrid Jacqueline. I live here in Iowa City. Um, pues mi condición aquí ha sido muy crítica desde que empezó la pandemia. Um, me enfermé del COVID y fueron días muy duros porque no tenía donde vivir con mis hijos. Uh, my condition here has been really hard. I got sick during the pandemic and um, I've been struggling with my two kids. Uh, yo me recuperé en mi casa porque como pues yo soy un emigrante más que no tiene documentos ni nada de eso. Uh, yo me recuperé sola con mis hijos porque a mis hijos también les dio el COVID y por no tener seguro social no pude ir al hospital. Me recuperé en mi casa. Um, I had to recover from COVID in my my home because I you know I'm an immigrant here. I don't have papers. I'm undocumented. My kids got sick too and they recovered at home as well. Um, yo trabajaba en el hotel Marriott y cuando empezó la pandemia nada más fue un tiempo mínimo 15 días más durante la pandemia y ahí me despidieron y desde entonces no he podido tener un trabajo seguro. I was working at the Marriott Hotel and um, soon after the pandemic started, I was let go and couldn't find work since. Y hasta el día de hoy no he tenido un trabajo estable. Um, he tra trabajé en el roofing después de que me despidieron en el, en el hotel Dañé mi columna, se me salieron dos discos de mi columna. Hasta el día de hoy no puedo seguir trabajando. Um, since then, I haven't had a stable job. I started working in roofing when I hurt my back and had two um, problems with two of the discs in my back. And it's been very difficult. Y ahora, pues, ayer cortaron mi luz por el simple hecho de no tener papeles. Cortaron mi luz de mi casa, de mi apartamento. Y se dañó la mitad de mi comida, lo poco que tenía en mi refri. Well, yesterday they cut my light off. Um, just because I didn't have um, papers, they cut my light off and lost some of my food. Y por solo no tener una, un seguro social, cortaron mi luz. Porque no es porque yo tenga mis, mis biles atrasados. Simplemente por no tener un seguro social, y pues no sé, pero simplemente no sé ni qué decir porque siento que fueron muy racistas conmigo ayer cuando yo llamé y dije que, que yo no debía nada, que yo tenía todos mis biles pagados y aún así fueron y la quitaron. They cut my line off because I didn't have a social security number. It's not because my bills were behind. I don't even know kind of what to say. I called yesterday and they were very racist and wouldn't um, help me because I didn't have a social security number. 
y lo mismo como todos, ¿verdad? Lo único que queremos es el apoyo de ustedes por los trabajadores excluidos que somos todos y que se nos está negando ese derecho. Así como los demás tienen sus derechos, nosotros también. Just like everyone here is asking, um, you know, we're excluded workers and we would like the same rights and benefits as other people. Uh, we deserve that as well. Yo solo les digo hoy en esta tarde, me disculpan si los he ofendido y que pongan su mano en su corazón, en su conciencia y tengan un poquito de consideración contra nosotros. Es todo. Gracias. I'm just going to say, and I hope I don't offend anyone, but if you could just put, you know, your hand at your heart a little bit and have a little bit of consideration for what we're going through. Yeah, sorry for getting a little upset. Um, I've, I've interpreted a lot, and um, so it's just getting a little hard. Yo puedo contar un poco sobre tu historia? Okay. Okay, I just want to tell you a little bit about Jacqueline's story. She said it was okay. So um, Jacqueline's been behind in rent and light and water, and we have been to several appointments, and um, I'll, I'll say where we've gone, and my intention is not to say that they're doing anything wrong. Um, the intention here is to talk about how um, the structure and the system is set up. So um, we are so grateful for all the nonprofits in our community, um, and we are trying to utilize them. So I went with Jacqueline over a month ago to her first appointment at Shelter House. They were very lovely. Um, I picked her up and we went there and we did the intake. We brought all the things that we needed. I communicated before through email to make sure that we had everything that, so we wouldn't have to come back. And then we waited. And then we were referred to another person and we did the same thing. We made an appointment. And then we, and she was pretty sure that rent would be paid and light and water. We're still waiting. I've asked, Jacqueline keeps, will tell me, will you please ask? And I ask, um, we've been to general assistance. Um, it doesn't pay bills if they're not in their name. Jacqueline cannot get her light in her name um, because she doesn't have a social security number. This is a very common thing. I'm sure you've heard about it. Um, <clears throat> So last night, Jacqueline called me and said her light, her electricity went out and all the food had gone bad in it. They, they just got light today, so they slept without air. And um, I, I, had, I had called Shelter House and you know, I texted them. It was so great because you can text them. And she, she couldn't help, obviously. And I, there wasn't much I could do either. But she did reassure me that you know, if she loses the food, she'd go to the crisis center. But Jacqueline doesn't. I mean, it's hard for people to go to the crisis center because of the types of food or the expired food. This is what we hear. So again, there's no blame on like specific organizations or people. I just think we really need to rethink uh, how we're doing things and how we are ec equitable, really. So thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I hope that background was a little helpful. Would you be able to apologize for my question? Si tiene un clase para ser maestra, entonces ella va a salir porque a las seis y media ella va a salir, pero no es sobre ustedes, solo tiene un conflicto hoy día, ok? Lo siento, dice ella. Hola, mi nombre es Rosa, soy de Guatemala. Hi, my name is Rosa, I'm from Guatemala. Voy a contar un poco sobre lo que pasé por la pandemia. I'm going to talk about a little, uh, talk a little bit about what happened to me during the pandemic. 
desde el año pasado, el marzo 4, mi esposo fue deportado. Uh, since last year, March 4th, my husband was deported. Y mi bebé tenía tres meses. My baby was three months old. Y me quedé sola en el apartamento y ya no sabía qué hacer. Y aparte por la pandemia, yo no podía trabajar. I was left alone in my apartment and then um, here comes the pandemic and I didn't know what to do. Desde entonces alguien me dijo que viniera aquí algo así porque yo vivía en Ciudad Rápida. Somebody told me um, about coming to Iowa City to live. Eh, me vinieron a dejar en la Casa Católica. I, I came to stay at the Iowa City Catholic Worker. Y gracias a Dios que encontré mi lugar ahí. Y así empecé a buscar trabajo. Uh, thanks to God, I found my place there and I started to look for work. Y pero apenas como dos semanas empecé a trabajar y cerraron el restaurante. Two weeks after I started working, they closed the restaurant. Y ya no sabía qué hacer porque tengo un bebé y aparte tengo familia en Guatemala. I didn't know what to do. I have my baby. And then apart from that, I have family in Guatemala, which she didn't say, but she supports. Después de eso, abrieron el restaurante. Es como dos meses después. They opened the restaurants about two months later. Y me dieron un trabajo de lunes a viernes para lavar platos como cinco horas o a veces siete horas. They gave me work for washing dishes uh, Monday through Friday, five or six hours a day. Los sábado y domingo trabajaba doce horas. Um, and then Saturday, Sunday, twelve hours. Después de eso, me dijeron que solo tengo que trabajar ya de sábado y domingo porque eh, ya no llega mucha gente a comer y entonces ya no podían pagarme más. Uh, then they uh, reduced my hours. They said we didn't have enough customers, so I only worked Saturday and Sunday. Y aparte en ese restaurante a veces hay mucha gente que son muy malos que a veces cada vez que los atendíamos a veces nos tratan mal. Sí. Um, apart from that, there are um, people that come to eat that are that treat us wrong, treat us bad. Pasó con un caso que son unas personas y pensaron que yo no los atendía y, y empezaron a, a decir que soy muy racista, pero no era eso, sino porque yo no podía hablar inglés. Uh, there is an example of um, some folks who came to eat that um, they thought I was racist because I wasn't attending to them, but the problem was I don't speak English. Y ellos empezaron a grabar también diciendo que, que yo no los quería atender, sino que igual es mi primera vez que me pusieron a limpiar mesa y yo no podía decirle cómo sentar o decirle pase adelante. Uh, ¿Agarrar con el video? Sí. They started uh, videotaping me, um, complaining that I wasn't helping them, but at the same time i was i wasn't doing that job i was doing a job where i was cleaning tables it wasn't my job to like um, seat them pero en eso me dijeron que no le pusiera importancia pero de que sí yo nunca había visto eso desde que llegué aquí que hay muchas gentes que son muy racistas it's kind of the first time that i've really experienced and seen this since i've been here a pesar de eso, y empecé a seguir trabajando solo de sábado y domingo. 
y el dinero ni me alcanzaba también porque pagaba de babysitting, pagaba raite y le mandaba poco lo que me quedaba para mi, mi familia en Guatemala. Um, just working Saturday, Sunday didn't cut it. Um, yeah, I had to pay a babysitter rides to get to work and then um, support my family back home. Si no, si no hubiera encontrado la Casa Católica, no sé qué habría hecho porque a pesar de ahí me ayudaron mucho las personas, llegaban donaciones y en eso agarraba toda comida. Y a veces me pongo a pensar qué sería de las personas que, que no que no reciben ayudas y nada. I was lucky to be at the Catholic Worker and, um, you know, I was able to take advantage of donations that people would drop off. And I would often think of people who weren't in my place and didn't have that opportunity. Por eso yo eh, apoyo la reforma migratoria y... <laughs> Because of this, I support the Excluded Workers Fund. Muchas gracias. Hi, everyone. My name is Dave Goodner with the Iowa City Catholic Worker House. Thanks for having us at your meeting today. Um, Low-wage excluded workers of color living in crisis in Johnson County cannot wait until November before American Rescue Plan money is released to them in the form of direct um, cash assistance. We know from the experience of the pandemic, the pandemic relief, that direct cash assistance is not only the moral thing to do, it's economically the, the thing that makes the most sense. It's the number one way to alleviate poverty and recover from the economic crisis that the pandemic um, fallout kind of caused. And in fact, the, since everyone else got stimulus checks, except for the undocumented immigrants and previously incarcerated people, not giving them that same support that, that certainly I got and that my family got is hindering our economic recovery. We know that low-wage workers, every dollar that's invested in them produces um, close to $1.50 in economic output um, to the local community. It's money that's going to be spent locally at local businesses, um, the, the places where people get their hair cut, where they buy groceries, where they go out to eat. Um, all, of those, all of those businesses are going to be supported. So our full plan for a $54 million excluded workers fund is the only comprehensive plan on the table in this community to deliver that pandemic relief to the excluded workers who are left behind and also making transformational investments in wages through pandemic pay raises, housing through a more affordable housing projects, um, transportation. Um, our plan included $3 million for expanding public transit so that workers like Ninoska don't have to take the ride a bicycle at four in the morning. They can get to work on Sundays. They can get to work on the evenings. Um, farming, agrarian reform for indigenous people. We stole the land from them and then made African slaves work it um, so white people could profit. And we could use the American Rescue Plan to give some of that money back, um, to give some of that land back and prefigure the world that we all want to see. Um, but while we continue to work together to pass a fully funded 54 million excluded workers fund, we want to come here tonight to ask you for your immediate support tonight Um, to, to um, direct Johnson County and Iowa City to create an $8 million pilot project right now with no restrictions in order to meet the urgent need that we're hearing about so much because we can't wait until the end of October for the county to finish their decision making. And the city of Iowa City, um, the city manager's office is going to present their plan to the city council on September 7th, you know, two weeks from tonight. So that's before your all's next meeting. If you want to give um, the city input, tonight's the night to do it. Um, um, so we ask you to take a stand with us. Um, 
Washington's Excluded Workers Fund, the state of Washington is one potential model that could be replica replicated here. Their program was established between state and local governments who funded the website and funded the, the, the program and the leading immigrant um, workers coalition, similar to our excluded workers coalition. They created a website where people could apply and there's a third party data group administering the applications over the phone and the um, internet. The only requirements were proof of identity and proof of residency, which is the same as our Johnson County community ID program specifically made to benefit the immigrant community. We have a model for um, those bare bone requirements um, that we can replicate and a self certification of need. So the data firm also, they were taking thousands of applications in, but they, could, they would know right away through their system if there was a duplication, if there was a redundancy, if people that lived in the same house but were separate households, like they were roommates, if they applied, they were both eligible. If somebody from the same family applied twice, they could work with them to make sure that everybody got one check, but not you know 10 of them or something. So it took out any, even the notion of fraud, which we don't believe would exist anyway, but it, it completely eliminates that as a possibility. So um, uh, we ask you tonight, if you could recommend to the city and, and Johnson County, if possible, um, for the immediate creation of this $8 million excluded workers pilot project without restrictions to meet the urgent need now. As the one that put together the numbers, I can explain that a little bit. Um, we looked at how many immigrants um, were in Johnson County and the statewide rate for undocumented immigrants in that same population and just crunched the numbers. So we know there's at least 2,500 undocumented immigrants in Johnson County that the vast majority of them worked throughout the pandemic and did not get unemployment insurance or stimulus checks. In the state of New York, which created the Excluded Workers Fund, they were, they were eligible for pandemic relief close to $16,000 to include all of that unemployment. So we're only asking for $3,200 checks, which is why we get to about $8 million if we give $2,500, $3,200 checks. That's already cutting back from the amount of money that people like Ninoska and Jacqueline and Cindy and Rosa deserve and were owed except for their immigration status. And in fact, most of them paid into the unemployment fund and couldn't access the benefits from it. So the $3,200 was how much you know a normal person under the income level got as, as an individual in stimulus. It seemed only right that they got at least that much. And so that's how we came with our numbers today. If you could give us something to go on um, before the conclusion of your meeting, it would really mean a lot. God bless you and thanks so much. Thank you. Is there anybody else from the public that wants to speak? Do we want to just open up to commissioners and we can also have a dialogue back and forth. It's not limited. Um, just question and, and, and clarification here. And the $50 million that you're pushing, is that something you're pushing through the state of Iowa to get the uh, adopted or where are you pushing that 50 million dollars for the excluded workers that's a good question so the state of iowa got like uh i'd have to go look at the numbers it's over a billion yes um, governor gets to decide how that gets spent we need to have a statewide strategy um uh for that money but the 54 million is the total that johnson county iowa city coraville north liberty and all the different municipalities that make up Johnson County, like Solon, Shuyville, Swisher, Kiffin, yeah. Hill, Lone Tree, et cetera. Again, that's a collection project. So this is 
now the bill that you push into the state. This is all the money that's coming to Johnson County that you asking to be all diverted to exclude the welfare. That's the, that's the overall proposal. And then you're asking tonight specifically about a, the eight million. Uh, yeah, the eight, the eight million kind of, yep, yep. So I got it time. Yep. So obviously those are different entities that have to make those decisions yes. about the money or, or and or to make the decision to pool that money together and you know and and use it for a common purpose. Yeah. Right. Right. Under our proposal, like if the city could pitch in four million and the county could pitch in four million, everybody share. That was one of my questions too. I know that because obviously you're you're asking for Iowa City and Johnson County to combine for that eight million. So it was, you know, so you're thinking just like could 50 50 split. Obviously, obviously Johnson County is getting 30 and Iowa City is getting over 18, right? Yeah. Total. I'm going to just remind commissioners to utilize the mic, aka Roger. Right. <laughs> uh, we do have Zoom participants and recordings. Thank you. Well, I, I wanted to say something too. Um, I've this is the at least the third time that I've heard from from all of you. So thank you. I, I was uh, I listened to the recording when you presented to the TRC. Uh, I was present at St. Patrick's uh, for the listening session with uh, with Jeff Ruin, which is my home parish, by the way. In fact, I uh, our family pre pandemic when we were attending church a little more often uh, was uh, we sat right behind uh, Dr. Leeson's family, you know, pretty much every Sunday. Uh, Thank you. So, <laughs> please have, and feel free to interrupt if I forget again to to pause. No, you know I appreciate that. Um, and I've also read all a lot of the media coverage uh, regarding some of this. I've been extraordinarily moved uh, by hearing the stories and even hearing them tonight. Sometimes for the multiple time, it's it's no less impactful uh, than the first time I heard them. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that for everyone I've heard, there are many, many more. Yes, at which which only makes knowing that makes those stories that much more powerful. Uh, it's very interesting. These the the proposal for the pilot program. It was uh, that I walked in tonight seeing that for the first time, so I hadn't seen that proposal before. Uh, I had prepared. Uh, knowing that we were going to be having this discussion and you were going to be asking for us to, you know, make a, you know, potentially make a recommendation to council, I had prepared something as a potential for us to consider that sounds very similar, <laughs> quite honestly. So I was, I, I, we were thinking very much alike. Uh, and if you'll bear with me, I'll read, it's a, it's a brief statement um, that I would want that would potentially for us to consider uh, for a statement to the city council. Uh, and should I pause for you because you can translate or... Uh, the Iowa City Human Rights Commission recognizes the hardships to Iowa City residents caused by the COVID pandemic. Some of the most impacted have been ineligible or otherwise unable to access federal benefits, relief programs, and stimulus payments available to others. We would urge that the Iowa City Council to consider allocating Emergency Rescue Act funds as direct payment, as direct payments and other assistance to these residents, such as those promoted by the Excluded Workers Fund. 
coalition. Further, given the urgency of the situation many of these residents are in, we would support the city council directing some portion of the funds to this cause immediately, while input is gathered and considered on the use of the funds in total. Uh, this would not prohibit further use of the funds for the same purposes once other all other options are considered. <laughs> We're looking at each other like we both translating's hard. <laughs> yeah, here, 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 you can you can you want to read it translate. Oh, okay. Pues en total está diciendo que uh, estamos diciendo al city council para poner algunos fondos directamente a la gente que ocupa que eran, no recibieron los cheques de stimulus ni califican para los programas ni los beneficios federales antes y eso no está qué dice aquí señor ya estamos mirando que es una situación muy, muy urgente y lo queremos apoyar al city council para poner un porcentaje de los fondos que tiene inmediatamente a la gente como ustedes ya pusieron aquí como ocho mil como ocho millones o cuatro millones porque esa es la primera vez que estamos recibiendo eso nosotros es la primera vez que estamos mirando de esos cuatro millones de dólares que está siguiendo de la ciudad y el cuatro mil del condado entonces su statement que dice que estamos de acuerdo y vamos a hablar sobre el, cómo lo queremos poner las palabras para apoyar si todos están de acuerdo. Ok. That was a word for word. Sure. I trust that you get the gist of it. Well, and I, and I think that, you know, should, you know, we'll discuss it and that should yeah. the Community Rights Commission decide some version of that statement, I would think that combined with your proposal to the City Council, mm -hmm. that'd be something that you could then petition them with directly and I, and I know other the TRC and other entities have obviously you know already publicly supported your efforts so I of course appreciate that Jason I'm, um, I think it can be stronger than recommend that they consider I just recommend <laughs> okay but also is it possible that they can simply do this by executive order from the council well, the the my understanding would be that the council has the it, that will ultimately be the authority to 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 decide how those funds get get spent. So they, they have. If I'm understanding, David, that it's the eight million dollars is now. So well, four yeah. million of an urgent request to spend prior to right. what their timeline is of November. Yes. They are requesting it immediately, at, such as their next so, city yeah. council I, meeting. I, correct. I, yeah, I just want to give it that kind of vigor. I don't need them to consider it. I need to recommend that they yeah. do it. Well, I, I'm I'm petitioning. I'm calling on them to do so. I you know I just want to think. Right. I want to make language that's respectful and make sure that I'm that I think the intent is clear. So my understanding is this: the the staff, uh, the the city managers presenting to the council something on in September here, September 7 or 13 or something like that's, that. That's correct. So that's through all the, the different formats that they've been collecting. Right. So they've obviously input. been collecting feedback all summer through different avenues. That's the, they're compiling all that. Compiling all this stuff. Right. And then presenting it to, it to council. council who then will have, that'll, that'll be throwing it there on their plate to make a decision about how to both what to spend it on and when. And so they're, even though they're presenting in September, there's, there, there's no specific timeline on when they might make a decision that could take they could make a decision that evening about something. They could make a decision much later. There's no, the, the, the money has to be spent. I think as, and David may know this, it's- I, I agree with you that I, I'm willing to uh, support the council 
to put some money right away to address some of those situations while they're deciding on a bigger right. thing. Right. Uh, I don't know how much we can really push the Johnson County. I think we only uh, represent the city of Iowa City and our recommendation is only to the city council. So I'm in favor of um, supporting in a, a, some kind of emergency fund to be set aside to address some of those situations because I think this is not only wage theft, it's it just immoral because if you are working, if you are considered excluded worker, but those companies are hiring you to work possibly under the table or they're still collecting taxes or they're still collecting money to pay in employment, but at the same time, when you can't work, then you are just thrown away or abandoned. It's, 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 we need to hold the business reliable as well. Because I think that's, uh, you know, if you're working at, uh, I'm not calling out anything, if you're working at the Marriott, that means you're providing services there. And when they let you go because of the pandemic, you can claim unemployment against their company. That means there's some kind of wage theft going on over there. But at the same time, as a city, we need to support our vulnerable citizens. So I will throw my support on creating some kind of emergency fund to address, especially people that uh, they don't have heat or power gets turned off now because you're late, but because you don't have a social security. So that's, that's a bigger deal that we have to address with, I know Johnson County created those, you know, IDs, so nobody gets asked the ID, but I don't think it's doing the job that it was supposed to do, because if you can't use it to open heat or water, right. then what is the purpose of it? Yeah. And well, if you can't get assistance because it's not in, under your name. And, and this happens quite frequently. Yeah. Um, also say from a from a personal note, I, I'm born and raised in Johnson County. Um, I, I married an illegal, undocumented immigrant from Honduras. Mi esposo llegó desde Honduras en ese país en 2011-2010 ilegalmente. Yo todavía tengo familia en parte de su, mi esposo que es ilegal. Mi esposo, por Dios, tiene su ciudadanía ya. My husband's a citizen now, but we have many um, on his side of the family that live here in Johnson County that are undocumented that work, that have very similar situations. Ellos trabajan en hoteles. Mi suegra trabaja en hoteles de limpieza, de apartamentos. And so it, it, this is not talked about a lot, which is why it, my husband will probably be upset that I talked about it here, but it is, it's not hidden in just certain corners of our community too. It is throughout everything. And just as Roger was saying, these companies are benefiting from having people at these hotels. I'm going to use hotels as, yep. as the example here, but we could you know, use it in all markets, then utilizing low-wage labor because nobody else needs to work, has to work, or wants to work, yep. many reasons, and then not being, I mean, taking away, not having to provide those benefits to their workers. Yeah. It, it's not fair. No justo. Eso no justo. So I know I interrupted Mark, so Mark, I'll let you I was going to ask Roger, that. is that a form of emotion? Roger? No. Oh, Jason. 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 <laughs> oh, Jason. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yes, I would. I, 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 yeah, I would make a motion that we adopt this statement 
uh, in, in support. I have a question. Well, before yeah. we vote yeah. on that, can we discuss? We'll do a, yeah, we'll do a discussion. discussion. Can we put a number on it or do we just make the motion? Well, uh, so- Be, Be sure had a question. Hang on oh, one go second. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I just have a question about that statement. Is this the st statement in support of having what Roger said, uh, funding uh, put aside for emergency for executive workers, or is it specific for this uh, organization, what they are asking? Is that what? Uh, I, 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 I'll read the language just to be clear. So I said, I urge the council to consider allocating Emergency Rescue Act funds as direct payments and other assistance to these residents, such as those proposed by the Excluded Workers Fund. So it wasn't a, 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 an endorsement of the Excluded Workers Fund in total, so because I know there's a lot of other things that they have as line items in there, it was, so I was specific to the direct cash payments and the, and the, and the direct assistance, but it basically in, in line with what you've talked about for those direct payments. Uh, and then going on to say that the urgency that I would want some, I, I didn't put an amount in, so I know it's like, I saw the statement um, here and I, I kind of purposely didn't want to be that prescriptive to the council. I wanted them to be able to decide and Part of that would be them deciding on how much that they want to be contingent with Johnson County and those yeah. kind of things. That's a negotiation they have to undertake uh, to, to make that happen. But mine was more of just urging the principal and then letting them decide. And I think that, like I said, that combined with this statement, if they presented it, would give them an option to go with this amount or some different one of their choosing. The reason why I'm asking is because there's other organization that's actually asking the same thing. So I was asking if it's specifically to this organization or just in nope, general. No, not specifically. I just referenced them because that's that's the one I'm aware of and that it's, it's yep, yep, yep. So I'm in favor of it. Okay. So I, have, I have two things, if that's okay. One, I'm going to respond to Roger of asking, we, we can make recommendations, public comment to the, the county. Yes. We are not in control of the county, much like we're not in control of the city. We may include it within any of our formal notes. We could do press releases. It can be put out there, such as the TRC has made comments in conjunction with other agencies to what they believe is right in our community. In our community, you can think of as the whole state, whatever you wish. So yes. if we want to include the county, we, we may. Um, we are one of the only, or actually the only, Human Rights Commission in Johnson County. Correct? Is that true? In Johnson County. In Johnson County. That's Coralville Avenue Human Rights Commission. Oh. Stephanie, would you would you know? I'm unaware. I don't I'm believe so. They have a human rights ordinance. But yeah, but human rights ordinance. Commission. I believe we do have a little bit of weight by by being here. And then number two, I have a question. Tengo una pregunta aquí. So, um, distribution and coordination of funds such as within the state of Washington's ex excluded worker funds states that a third party will be administering this application. It also shows in here that all the money requested, the 4 million from each entity would go directly 3,200 times 2,500 is that amount. Who would be distributing these funds? Who is in charge? What is, what is I just wanna know what the plan is. There are so many nonprofits doing great things. Bijou's on the, the president of CWJ. I'm there sometimes too. There's a lot of different things. I'm calling it out. There's a lot of different things going on and I don't want it to be put onto an agency that doesn't have the capacity or, or, or there, there's no payment for them. I, I wanna make sure that it's handled in an appropriate manner. So sorry to put you on yeah. the spot. I mean, so Washington's just one example of many but they're the third party administrator. Like the person can choose um, do they want a check sent them in the mail? Yep. Do they want a debit card sent to them in the mail? Do they want a direct deposit directly into their bank account? They can choose which one. 
and that third party administrator makes the transaction happen. What the government does is they put all the money into the fund and then um, they also help fund the website that the coalition group like whatever had a part in too, like the language and stuff. But um, the government doesn't have the access to anybody's names or anything like that. In New York, at a statewide level, they just did it as like an unemployment insurance. So, so like there was no there was no third parties at all. Right. It was just done directly just by the government, which I think is the most simplest way to do it. Um, the difference is at a local level whether the city or the county has the capacity to create an unemployment insurance system from I'm scratch, yeah. the right. way the state already has a system in place to build on. Right, and you but, would be able to use the state one for multiple reasons. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, because it'd be specific to this county and yeah. You know, so all the money would go directly to the people right. through this system. So, yeah, that's my only concern is that that administration who's doing this. I don't want to take it. Would it be Catholic Worker House? Would it be a coalition? What you know, who's actually doing this distribution, the checking of uh, residency, all of that. So that takes time. People should be paid for their time as we're, as we're discussing here today. Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah. When you were talking about the amount, so were you saying you don't want to, you want to let the city determine the amount, or will you make a recommendation on an amount? So I specifically didn't include a dollar amount recommendation in there. I mean, I, I, I came in and saw the statement with a dollar amount recommendation, which I was saying combined with our support of, in general, and then if Would you, you feel comfortable you, adding what we have in our, for the amount? I, I don't know that I'm ready to, to say what the correct amount is and I did yeah. and, and I was well it's well, it's up to the city to decide anyway right anyway so, <laughs> I, my, I, it, well I don't know I, I could see it either way I, I I think sometimes if we're too prescriptive then you know it it because it, it's already said something about two million right well Johnson that I, that was a Johnson County yeah John, Johnson County not Iowa City Johnson County. Can you talk to the microphones? Please. Oh, <laughs> sure. Thank you. Gotta love recording. So the the two million that was recommended that was Johnson County. Well, and it wasn't. It, it was, was four million. Yeah. It was four million Johnson County, possibly four million Iowa City no, to make the. That's this. Million. There's a different. She's talking no. about something different, which well, is in the in the news here the last couple of days. Oh. The Johnson County had published some of the yes, input they've gotten from their from their departments in right. Johnson County, and right. one of those was. Two million potential two million dollars yeah. for for this this and that's so. to the general fund wasn't it mm. wasn't it that was for like the assistant fund. I, I believe it was, it was for direct cash yes. payments right? yeah which wouldn't even come close so that's why i was saying that i think I, uh, I the things that we really want hand. to address is that yes for me because i have to leave at seven yeah. as i told him the yep. madam chair here it uh i i support the creation of an emergency fund by the city of Iowa City and also supported publicly publicly by Johnston County as well. For this amount that's recommended on the eight million. For total? the amount that it's recommended. Um, Just wanted to clarify. To address the issue we have at hand with our vulnerable population in our county and our city, uh, people that did not get the stimulus check, they did not get the unemployment because because I think what I see here is, is wage theft. You know, they've been working. They're working for those organizations that hired them knowing that they did not have the paperwork to work, but benefited from their services. Now, 
when they needed the help of those organizations in Canada, they couldn't get any assistance from the organization, the state or the federal government. So I suppose. We, we do have a comment. Kathy was trying to yeah. speak on Zoom. So I'm just gonna give that. And then I see that Tony had to say his raise. So we'll go Kathy, then Thank Tony. Right. Yeah, my um, comment was just that um, looking at the data that John, the Johnson County Board of Supervisors uh, are examining for public input, their survey data is very incomplete. It is like 99% white, only a smattering of minorities. And that data therefore is likely invalid because it's very racially uh, disparate. Um, I know from our side, we have data from Spanish speakers and almost equivalent in numbers compared to the Johnson County survey data. And I wish for um, the commission here to add that data in your recommendation towards the city council to be more comprehensive with their analysis rather than um, a biased view. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Thank Kathy. You. I think that would be a good point, but we haven't seen those data right. either. So if you want something fast track for us to make the recommendation to the council, we haven't seen that data. We haven't discussed the data yet. So um, I would like to support the, the creation of the emergency fund, but to support the data, it, that's something that we need to see and, and, and discuss as well. I also agree with Roger about that. Um, sorry, Tony was we, we let, Yeah, Tony, he's been quite silent down there. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I first of all, I want to thank you guys for sharing your stories. Um, hit me pretty hard. Um, I'm a, I'm a first generation immigrant um, from an immigrant family. So, and I have families affected not in Johnson County, but by stuff like this outside of Johnson County. Um, I, you know, I understand, I, I've, I've seen the data because I've just done my own personal research. Um, but, you know, we don't, they haven't seen it. So we, we obviously can't put that fast track it. Um, and I thank Jason for, for his statement. Um, I, I am supportive of, of this. I, I, I would love to see that this amount or some type of, we support the excluded um, workers fund amount recommendation to the city, um, just because I, I am, I do feel like they do need some little guidance on this um, from outside. Um, so so that's just, just what I wanted to say. I, I, I think we, we need to have at least either the amount or that we support what, you know, the, the fund, what do you just call it? I can never say it, um, the excluded workers fund recommendation. Um, even if we don't have to put that amount there, we just export, we support their recommendation to- For the full or for the pilot? Which one are your- I just uh, For the sure. 8 million. Okay, but, thank you. And then Bijou, sorry. Yes, uh, also, I'm sorry. I just wanna say thank you again for being here, for presenting yourself and for your story. I'm also an immigrant and I feel your pain. I am not undocumented, but I know a lot of people that are and uh, that we have helped. So um, I'm personally, <laughs> I really wanna reach out to support you guys in any way that I can, first of all. Um, and then I'm also in support of um, you guys first, you guys come first, you guys being uh, disregarded, if that's a word I can use. Um, and I'm getting emotional. <laughs> um, and, um, and I really apologize for that. And uh, I hope it get better from here. Um, I, I support what um, everybody's saying um, in, in support of 
getting that money emergency also with the Johnson County. I know it's very far November is when they have to make their decision. And I believe that, can I say ridiculous? <laughs> say whatever you want. Um, very, very ridiculous for them to, to, to wait that long, knowing there's a lot of needs. Uh, I'm out there in the community every day. I see a lot of things. I feel you guys and, and I hope uh, this can pass and you guys are served. Thank you. So with this resolution, we can bring some urgency to the city council such that they can do something. That's our intent. Yes. Well, it's it's to push them. I mean, they, they have the authority to do to act whenever they want. They have they have said that they were going to wait till they get all that input. We're 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 recommending to them that they do an interim step and give some of this some money initially, and then they can decide on the rest of it, which might more be more might of that more of that going way. to excluded exactly. workers, right? So there's no there's you know, it's it's not like that might be it, but. They, and while they're making the decision on the larger amount, they should take at least a portion of it and give some immediate relief. Because I think I, I, that's that's what we're pushing them to do. I mean, the input that they're waiting for, these are the people actually. <laughs> and most of them that they need from those surveys are these people. So there's proof. You if you know. don't mind, I'd just say something too. I, I would just really stress the, the direct uh, d direct payments to the workers. Um, you know, you may say like emergency fund, there's argument like there's funds out there, but we want to do, you know, they need direct stimulus, direct payments. You know, nobody asked me if I needed a stimulus check, um, not to have to prove anything. Um, you know, we really talk about, yeah, I teach, right? So I talk about the social determinants, right? Let's give them a ride. Let's buy them food. But we need to talk about the structural determinants, right? So um, they're not going to need a ride if they can get a driver's license. They don't need food if they have a living wage. And everybody here has different needs. Some people need rent. Some people need to pay their medical bills. And so I think it's really important that the emergency funds come in the form of a direct cash payment. So um, folks have the ability to decide what they need most. I, I think we're very much in agreement. Okay, I, mean, yeah, I mean, Roger was using that term of emergency fund is, I think, a, you know, just a paraphrase that the statement doesn't mention that term. It just says direct payments. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Please go to Mike. <laughs> I've been going to the listening session and St. Patrick's and one thing and another. And uh, Mr. Fruin consistently says that they will not be able to make a decision till the end of October. So probably the soonest any money would come out would be November. And I mean, this, this is why we stress the importance. They have all this money, but they just don't know. And they've had it since April. <laughs> and it's time. It's time now to use it. I think we agree. Yeah. <laughs> And there will be time, even if this is supported, passed by council and whatnot now, to administer, right? There is always a time delay and getting money to the people. So I want that to also be acknowledged that just because we say it now doesn't mean it, it, it still could be November by the time they get the proper systems in place to track to make sure families and whatnot. Um, but why, why would we continue to further the delay? And, right. and we obviously we don't speak for the city council or the city manager. We can only speak for ourselves and make recommendations to them. And that's what we're trying to do. And maybe this will be a lesson for everybody to understand not to exclude people anymore. Uh, I think with the pandemic, we've learned a lot about how to um, deal with things, you know, with the virus. Maybe we can also deal with this. And this is an issue, a very big issue that needs to be dealt with, like you said. 
I want to remind commission that we do have a motion on the floor to take dr directly from Jason's statement here. Um, he may rescind or not, and we can rework, but I do want to you know, acknowledge that there is a motion on the floor for keeping that wording as is, and it does not have a direct amount written on there. And does not men it mentions the excluded workers fund in general. It does not state the pilot project, but it is implied through direct assistance, correct, Jason? Yep, and, the, and doing so immediately, right? So. Okay, so. My second is valid. He did. Okay. I think this is a way to get. Motion yeah, second. Yep, yep. yep. So we can vote on it. Okay. Is there further discussion from commission on the motion at hand? Let me make sure. Okay. So I'd rather put a number. Sorry. I'd rather put the number. I want to put the four million in. I don't I don't see why not. I I agree with that. I would I would, I want to put a number in there. You want an amendment on your second? Sorry. <laughs> Just trying to figure out where to, how to put it in there, but. In the amount how, of. How, how about if we, so I sentence that we have urgently, you know, as direct payments and other assistance to these residents, such as the $4 million promoted by the Excluded Workers Fund Coalition. Furthermore, I would like to encourage city council to encourage Johnson County to also contribute $4 million of their funding in Similar manner, same way, whatever you want to say, wordsmithing wise. I like okay. the such as better. Such as? Yeah. I, just, I mean, we can within, you know, the, the city is the biggest city in Johnson County. The city is going to say, we want to push you. Somebody's going to listen. Right. Oh, hopefully, right? So, such as the $4 million promoted by the Excluded Workers Fund Coalition, we further, we also, urge uh, Johnson County to we also encourage the city council to also encourage the city council to to, to encourage <laughs> okay encourage to encourage that sounds fair, yeah that's kind of that's right. I think I think that I, to me I I, I want to be careful that we don't we tell we don't, them what to do well that and that's part of it and then Why the other part is just we over wordsmith this to the point I think that I think the I think the point is being made I couldn't hear you Mark I'm sorry use the word urge urge you like to urge are we okay with having a, a sentence in there added in support of us pushing Johnson County to also sure. match these funds? You mean you said pushing the Johnson Urge. County? Urge. Urge. <laughs> Urge. Well, one of the things I want to do is I just want to stand up and honor you for being here. Thank you. So. We have a so, we have a motion. Do you want to read as is, Jason, more or less? Uh, is that okay, guys? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I don't have a, this written, but um, so we urge I would say blah 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 funds as direct payments and other assistance to these residents, such as the so should I say the pilot program because that would then reference exactly the the language. It would be the eight. So yeah, the excluded worker such fund as pilot project. The eight million dollar pilot program promoted by the excluded worker fund coalition. Which which includes which which includes support from the Johnson from from the from Johnson County, and I think that says it succinctly and is in line with their statement. And, and then then certainly they okay. you know the city council okay, can read the, the the lengthier statement from 
and this would be included with it. Yes. As an attachment to. Well, it'll be in our minutes anyway, so that'll be it'll be part of the recommendation. Yep. Sí, entonces estamos apoyando de hacer un statement. Is that acceptable to everybody? Para el city council que va a decir que lo queremos apoyar a ustedes y al pilot project. El, el proyecto de cuatro millones de, de la ciudad y también tenemos una orientación ahí que dice también preguntando al apoyo desde el condado. Solo, solo, no solo nosotros, pero para el total de ocho millones. Ok. Cuatro mil de ellos y cuatro mil de nosotros. Es solo una recomendación. No tenemos el poder, pero tenemos un voz. Ok. So I have a question, Jason. So the the worker okay. fund pilot project. We must pause if if, yep. oh, if you leave the room, we'd lose quorum. So they have a quorum, so they can either pause or and you can. Which is why I'm trying. Can we? No. Let let her just finish her sentence. We'll take then a two or three minute break. Is that cool? Okay. Thank you. Go, Bijou. Go. Uh, the the Emilian <laughs> excluded workers fund pilot project. Is this idea from an orga, a group, right? Or is it- They have a coalition that they're working right. together. So on? for me, I don't feel right to put that in there because it's, it, to me, I feel like it's excluding other groups that might also have an idea. I don't know if putting that in the statement is specified just that particular group. So I think it helps. So I, I get your concern and I think it's worded in a way that isn't prescriptive because it says such as? It's, it's such as so that direct payments to, uh, to assist such as the $8 million private program. So it's it's saying that we want to do something. This is one. This is a like this something like this. And so if they decide that they want to use a different agency, if there are other competing things, it, it leaves the door open for that. Does that make sense? It does, but I, I don't know. If you, yeah. I feel. Okay. So why wouldn't you support um, the coalition? Can you go to the mic? You got to go to the mic to. Sorry. I mean, th this is this is the Exclusive Workers Coalition. This is uh, you know what we've brought forward. I, I, what I'm hearing is that you support it, but then you don't want to write it. So. What I understood from specifically from Bijou's comment that there are other agencies, organizations, coalitions within the community that also have similar plans or are asking money in for similar individuals. Um, and she does not want to other them or only fully support you. She wants to be inclusive of all different groups that are requesting funds for this reason, right? I guess I just don't, I, as far as I'm concerned, the only group that's requesting direct payments, cash payments, is the Excluded Workers Fund. Bijou, are you aware of other groups, organizations? I, don't know if I should say, but yes. Just say, okay, you don't have to list them, obviously. So, yes, is the answer. So, there are other coalitions that are looking at some form of direct payment. I'm not against anything. I agree what just you're saying. And even if the one, I, I'm just one of those people that I like to look at things generally. So, it doesn't create issue. Why we just what what you say because somebody else. If it's everybody got to, it's the same thing as the thirty million that they have. Everybody can get something out of it, not just some people. Not nothing against. Like I'm for anything that you guys are saying. It's just the wording. For me, I feel like it's kind of excluding others. I don't know. It's, I mean, the group represents workers, and we're asking for workers, so we're not talking about 
other nonprofits were talking about direct stimulus payments for excluded and essential workers. So, you want to take a quick break, think about it, process, Mark, you. Yeah, I'm going to go think Run, about it. Yep. Is that okay? Commissioners can't discuss we won't just, this. No, but, think no, about no, it. Okay. Think about it. That's internal. Well, I just didn't want any discussion. Okay. We're not allowed to talk. I didn't say you're not allowed to talk. <laughs> Just so bad, not this. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. Is that thunder that I was hearing? Or is that the air yeah, conditioning? I think it's been pouring pretty hard. Okay. Awesome. You have a phone number? <laughs> you got my phone number. A couple weeks ago, that we, you know, the had some soft spots, so I meant that meant to take dibs. Oh, <laughs> right. This is not why I'm here today, guys. Not time to get new business. De qué parte Honduras anda? De dónde? De Tela? No, okay. La familia de mi esposo es de San Pedro Sula, más o menos, de Villanueva de San de Cortés allí. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I know, wow. Sí, yo soy de aquí. Ni soy latina, pero puedo hablar un poquito. Pero no. We're just talking where they're from. ¿Qué? De Villanueva también, no. Sí, de, de Villanueva, mi esposo también. Wow. Si las conoces. A ver. And we're back. <laughs> yeah, podemos empezar otra vez. Okay. Mark, we were just internally processing, not with each other. <laughs> so, Biju, were you able to internally process what was just discussed during that time? And I still stand. Okay. So, your uncomfortability is just in the sense of adding the words excluded workers fund pilot project. It can be excluded workers just the, the, the rest of the fund pilot project thing, just because it's for excluded workers. Um, okay. Okay. Previously okay. incarcerated, previously incarcerated, and you know, it's not just Latino, it is. Right, yep. Well, there's a, I can encourage anybody to go to the mic, sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, I would, agree that I mean, the reason we're making this recommendation is because of the presentation that we heard tonight. If they if they hadn't put this on the agenda and we hadn't heard from them, we probably wouldn't be speaking about it or, you know, uh, so, but, and, and, and we- and, and, coalition. And, and I mean, this is, this is the Excluded Workers Coalition. And so if you're, if you're not gonna support what we're, I mean, I don't understand why you wouldn't include our name. This is them. This is who you're seeing right here. These I, I have the, included your name in this thing. This is a coalition right here in front of you. And there's, there's hundreds of other people that have been to these listening sessions and nobody wants to listen to us and everybody wants to let, leave our name out. 
I mean, I did, that doesn't make any sense well, for me. I, I'm, I'm listening something, to something I didn't, please, because you'll need to respond to my question. It's a coalition. Is it a coalition of individuals or is it a coalition of groups? Both. If you look at the back of here, there's, there's, they have a list of their, of their, of their groups. So they have 16. Oh, so it's this list is what you're referring to. And did you see it, Jason? I did. This is the, what you're counting as your coalition. Did you see it? I, did you, you may. So I, I was trying to word it in a way that gave space to both. It specifically mentioned the Excluded Workers Fund Coalition as the model that we're that we're talking about, by st but still saying things that using the phrases such as so that gives them some space that if there's they want to do something different or if there are other organizations then there's space for that. Right. So we're not being. I, I think, but I, I I worry that we risk by trying to debate a specific word to be that's prescriptive about an amount or. Uh, or those kind of things that it it diminishes from the overall recommendation, which we're all in agreement with, and and I don't want that to come across as we're not supportive of what we just heard tonight. So I, I, that's why I, I try to word it in a way that you know that both honored what we heard and the organization that's been pushing this, but also honors the the city council's ability to make different decisions or to direct things in a slightly different way. I want city council to see our recommendation and pull this up. And I'm afraid without having it capitalized as the excluded workers fund pilot program, they won't pull this up because this has a lot of info. And that's my, my concern is that they won't directly relate it to this. They're going to have this general idea of what is excluded workers and it won't be fully supported. Then we attach, it's part, like right. I said, it's part of our minutes right. and we attach this as, right. as part of the recommendation. I feel like they would do that then if it is explicit as you have written yep. but opposed by Bichu and that's okay Bichu. and they can that way they can read it and make their own decisions are you saying that with that statement if that word is not included even though we attach this they will not read this so you'd be comfortable with attaching that but not including yeah, it within the statement no problem with it yeah okay so we just return to the kind of the original statement and then attach I mean, if they'll be able to read it, I mean, I want them should, to. I mean, it'll be part of their packet, so. Well, right. can we, during our recommendation, also make sure that our recommendation and an attachment is involved within the city council's items that they receive? Well, I mean, it would be in there twice then, because it would, yeah, but yeah, it's not, it's not a problem. It, it, it will be duplicated. Or, or somewhere else in their packet that they can refer to on that day if they're considering approval? I think it's extremely unlikely that the city council isn't already having that within their yeah, and they're pretty well aware of this discussion. I would okay. I would have to think so. I don't I don't, I don't I don't think they're going to miss it. The, the pilot project is different than the fifty four million allocation. Right. I just want to yes be but sure I, of that. Okay, so we have there's still a motion on the table. Mark, you had amended your motion to include amendment of words. What was your intent on that? second with the amendment did you include the... i was trying to accommodate what we were having in the conversation right and i just wanted to move it along okay i just don't know from a motioning standpoint where we stand you haven't voted okay but what are we voting on on the amended as jason will read right now 
Yes, please. I don't, I don't, I honestly yes. don't know where we landed with where we're including the, the you get, pilot. You were the original motioner. You will read it as is. Right. You need so, a majority vote. So, it can read either so way. So as, as I read this, this, this sentence that we would urge, in, in addition to other language, we would urge the Iowa City Council to consider allocating emergency rescue fund act funds as direct payments and other assistance to these residents, such as promoted by the excluded workers fund coalition in conjunction with Johnson County. And then we then we assure that the excluded worker fund one is, is and this is what we're referencing is the statement that they presented to us. And I see them shaking their heads that they're okay with that. And it doesn't mention the pilot program specifically. It doesn't mention an amount that would that would there come from. Not, I just want to clarify, I'm not against the amount at all. So I don't know if you removed it because of what I thought we put the amount in. We put the amount in there. Well, it's it, it's kind of redundant if we're going to include the statement. So let's add them out. Oh. Be redundant. Right. Add them out. Any other amendment number twenty? Sorry. Fine. Other assistance to these residents, such as the eight million dollar pilot program promoted by the Excluded Workers Fund Coalition in conjunction with Johnson County. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, that's what that I seconded. Really, that's what you had seconded. I did. So the motion on the floor. We will now take a vote. If you are in favor with as written, which included such as the Excluded Workers Fund and the total amount of eight million shared by Johnson County as written by Jason and will be typed up by Jason and sent to Stephanie by Jason, right. say aye. 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 If you are opposed, say nay. If you're abstaining, motion passes. Where are we at now? Five to zero. I will retype this when I get home and shoot it to you so you can have the exact language. Thank you. Okay. Is there any further comment um, from individuals on this agenda item? I have a que quieren decir sobre eso o vamos a seguir con reunión? So we are going to move along to item number eight on our, muchas gracias por venir. Okay, on to number eight of our agenda, which is subcommittees. We're going to go in order as which they're presented on our Housing has nothing to report. What? I'm sorry. Housing has nothing to report. Nothing at housing. Uh, both commissioners for the, well, excuse me, sorry. Anti-racism committee. I believe they are not present. And then health equity. Um, Bijou and I have not yet met. We've been community involved and very busy. I will say that uh, I am attempting to get students involved at the University of Iowa. We have an orientation. Uh, for the Health Equity Advancement Lab on Friday. So trying to get more student involvement there. Um, item number nine on the agenda. <laughs> Ooh, that was a lot, guys. Okay. Yep, thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Commission statement in support of Black Lives Matter. We've included this within our packet each uh, month. It would be item number eight. Is that just a continuation of an endorsement of the... I believe so, and to always remind our commission to continue until a world that is just is achieved in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. One other thing I, I do want to mention here too is that because yep. I, if you haven't yet, 
seen it or we need to have it called up. Uh, Stephanie sent out a report. It's been, it's, I had to send my email to, to read it. It's a month or two ago about the update around like restructuring the police and some of the, and the updates to the 17 point resolution. There was something you sent out. Right, but, and uh, I just had a chance to start looking at it, but I would encourage everybody to, if you had, if you didn't to see that one, Stephanie sent it out to take a look at it. Cause I thought there was a lot of good information there. Some want to chew on, <laughs> I'll say that. Any other uh, commissioner comments on item number nine? If not, we'll move along to item number 10, our agenda, which is the social justice racial equity grant reports, which were fiscal year 21. Um, that should be the final report. Is that correct, Stephanie, for some of these? Or are these the quarterly? final reports for all of them that are in your packet. Yeah. Okay. So starting on page seven, if you're looking at the agenda, Antelope Lending Library. More pictures. More pictures. Hey, it gets us every time. It does. I might put a lot of these organizations in, in a little bit of a bind. I feel like everybody has pivoted and transitioned well, given the circumstances and the limited uh, technology of some of the individuals they serve. Um, I love that they're at least in pictures. I know, right? <laughs> really where it's at. Stephanie, do you know which organizations we have yet to receive final reports from? Uh, there's just one organization. Okay. Do we have any comments, questions, or concerns regarding the annual or the end of grant period reports from any of these organizations included within our packet? Keep sending pictures. Okay, got it. Perfect. All righty, we are going to move along to item number 11, which is National Hispanic Heritage, uh, American Heritage Proclamation, which I think I'm doing correct on um, September 7th, and it will be at the um, at the senior center. Yes, correct. Okay. Oh, hey. sorry. I, I Hi, everyone. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I thought about that. I received it last time. I'm I didn't sorry. say anything. Really cool. Yeah, I may. We'll see. So Jason has proposed that I receive the proclamation in both English and Spanish. I will consider. I get nervous speaking in Spanish. We'll see. Um. Masks help though. Masks are wonderful for public speaking. <laughs> Covers a couple of I'm sorry. I see that Manny is still online. I'm unaware if he can hear us, but yeah, he can hear. I okay, so. yeah, he can hear. Good. All right. Manny's gonna promote Latino Fest. I know that. <laughs> um number 12, human rights breakfast. Um, um so that is scheduled for. Wednesday, October 27th at 7.30 in the morning, and it will be here at City Hall. Um, it will just be a ceremony, so it will just be commissioners and honorees. Um, we just kind of don't know if we're moving forward or backwards. Um, right. And so to, to book a venue <laughs> or to even expect people to come to a venue, even if you had one. Um, so it's, it's going to be... Um, it will still be live broadcast, you know, so it will still be a program, but it will just be you, the honorees and, you know, whoever they choose to, to bring, but. Um, Can you say a date? I'm sorry. Yeah, the 27th of October. October, okay, thank you. 
and nominations are due um, September 30th. And those I saw went out. Mm -hmm. um, yes. So you may promote them through social media, yes, sir, through your network. We need to do that's a good reminder. So we'll vote on those in September, October, maybe. Typically we form a smaller commission or a subgroup working group that will look over the applications in a non-quorum setting. Um, okay. We're more than welcome to serve if you would wish to. Um, so just I, so everybody sees, I there's I'm the only participant, so I'm going to shut the Zoom down. It was more of a courtesy to okay. to allow um, public commenters. 